Welcome to episode 58 of the IU Panthers podcast. As we continue our series with members of Eastern Illinois' Class of 2021 Athletic Hall of Fame. Our guest today is former Ohio Valley Conference Pitcher of the Year, Amber May. During three seasons in the circle for EIU, May became one of the most dominant pitchers in school history, ranking in the single season and career top five for several pitching categories. We talked to May about her career at EIU and her busy life after softball here with the Panthers. We are now in season two of EIU Panthers podcast. You can listen to any of our past episodes or register for new weekly episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Simply search EIU Panthers Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of Eastern Illinois Athletics. Want to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business? Then visit Consolidated.com today. This week in EIU Athletics, Panther sports teams are in full swing, and you can stay up to date on the latest news, schedules, scores, stats, and more at EIUPanthers.com, the official athletic website of EIU. You can also follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Congratulations to defensive lineman Jordan Miles, who was named the OVC Defensive Player of the Week after helping football pick up a conference win. Also, men's soccer players Brennan Ruiski and Jonathan Burke swept the Summit League Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week honors as EIU men's soccer won its conference opener. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with 2021 EIU Athletic Hall of Fame inductee and former Panther softball pitcher Amber May. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast. We are joined today by Amber May, who's one of our Hall of Famers. We continue our Hall of Fame series, so welcome to the series, Amber. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, we'll start this the way we do with all the other Hall of Fame members is kind of when you get the call, and I don't know if you got the call, you work here on campus, you're in a little different situation. Um, I guess, how did Tom Michael, our athletic director, how did he kind of give you the information? Yeah, of course. Um, so actually, Tom called during a high school softball game, so I couldn't <laughs> answer right away. Um, so when I got to call him back, you know, first talked about softball and sports, and he finally got to the point. Um, I think I was probably distracting him a little bit. but um, So he told me, I, you know, I was nominated for the award, accepted, you know, and was being named in the Hall of Fame, and I was kind of speechless. Um, you know, it's very humbling, and uh, didn't know what to say, you know, besides the grateful thanks, and, you know, glad to be a part of this, so. Now, for you, you, you kind of... Uh... I don't want to say people kind of know they're going to go in the Hall of Fame, but you, you've, you've served on our committee before. I, I thank you for that. So you kind of know some of the accolades. You kind of know where, where some of those athletes stack up. Now that you're on the, the other side of that, is, is that one of those things that you kind of in the back of your mind thought, well, you know, I think my credentials are, are Hall of Fame worthy, but if I don't get in, then it's not a big deal. But now that you're there, is that like one of those big sighs of relief you had? It is, for sure. Um, you know, I, know, I know I've been on the ballot a few years now, and um, you know, seeing the names that have been the past few years, I know they stack up a little bit higher, you know, higher than I am, and it's humbling to be kind of now named part of that. Um, so I know, you know my hard work has been put into it, and it's been worth it. And you know, if I didn't get it, it the other ones deserve it just as well. Um, so it's, it's very humbling. It's kind of a sigh of relief. You know, people kept asking me, like, when are you going to go? So um, I can finally say I made it, so yep. that's kind of a... Uh, big relief right there. Now, one of the reasons that, that you made it there is the accolades that you had on the softball field as a pitcher for the people that, that may not know all the, the different parts of that. Amber was one of the, the top pitchers here during her career. Softball is different than people 
when they in baseball in the terms that you, you get a lot more opportunities to go out there from a pitcher standpoint to where you could pitch, you know, two, three games in a weekend, which is unheard of mm -hmm. on, on the baseball thing when people try to correlate those types of things. What is that like, that mentality there to kind of be a person that, you know, I'm always going to be the person that has the ball in the big game? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I enjoyed that aspect of pitching. I think that's why I stuck around with it so long. Um, you know, I always like to be in control of the game. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, I would pitch sometimes a game and a half in a day and then turn around and throw a game on Sunday. Um, so innings weren't really a factor. It was really just a matter of how strong I could stay and be. Um, so it made it tough on some games, you know, when I would get tired, it was frustrating. Um, but it was nice to be able to come back the next day and be able to throw and not have to sit out. Now for you, you transferred in here as a junior college mm -hmm. pitcher. So you pitched three years here. So some of your numbers, when you look at some of the career numbers, you didn't get over the top and become the number one in some of those, not because of the the accolades you could put together, but really based on less than one year that, than some of the other people mm -hmm. that are there. I guess take us through. You started in junior college and transferred. What was that process like? What made the decision to move from being from a freshman to a sophomore? A lot of times the the junior college transfers happen after two years of junior college. Yeah, work. of course. Um, so I actually started in high school. Um, I was heavily recruited in high school. Um, my senior year, we won state, the state tournament in mm -hmm. Illinois. Um, unfortunately, I had three knee surgeries my senior okay. year. So um, <laughs> a lot of college coaches pulled back offers, you know, quit watching for yeah. a while once they figured that out. Um, so I went to Heartland for a year, finished up my, that's where I had my surgeries at. So I finished up my rehab and kind of got back in the game. Um, I hadn't pitched for almost six months after high school. Um, so Kim Schrute, I mean, stayed in contact with me, even at Heartland, was watching me. Um, we actually played Eastern in a fall game, um, and one, I got to throw one inning. It was my very first inning. Um, and after the game, she talked to me behind the dugout and offered me. Um, okay. <laughs> so that's kind of how it happened. Uh, so, yeah, unique, only spending one year, but it was really that knee surgery that kind of kept me out of Division One for the first year. Now, when you're looking at Eastern there at the time, Kim Schrute was kind of building the program when you kind of came in. They hadn't had a, a ton of success, had, had, had kind of could see it moving in the right direction. When you guys finish, you kind of almost reach the pinnacle. You end up being regular season OVC champions. Is, was that kind of her pitch to you that come in and be part of what we're trying to start and you could be a key part of that being a key pitcher? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, and her kind of pitch to me was they were building, you know, they were bringing in the big hitters. I wouldn't have to throw the 1-0 shutouts like I was doing. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, talking with her and Coach Dory definitely was kind of a reassurance that I've got some backup behind me. I've got a defense, got some hitting. Um, and then being able to come in as a sophomore and throw at the Division One level really attracted me to Eastern as well, um, aside being close to home, small campus, anything like that. Um, but they were really doing great. You know, I enjoyed both of them as coaches and just even before the whole coach being a part of their team, um, just that whole mentality of what they had bringing to the table. So you guys finished regular season champions, unable to kind of win the tournament and get, get that postseason opportunity. And I know that would be one of those things that I'm sure every player that falls just a little bit short in that, they kind of look back at that, uh, the woulda, shoulda, coulda been types mm -hmm. things. But you finished the year personally with some accolades of being the OVC Pitcher of the Year. Is there Was there more satisfaction in one of the uh, one or the other the personal award or or the team award or was was it kind of a culmination of both yeah um, i would definitely say the team award um you know we kind of had a rough my junior we had a rough kind of go at it I had a bit of a losing streak uh, made it to the tournament but didn't do very well 
so coming back my senior year, um, we had a great freshman class in with us that really kind of put us up for that ledge to make that final, um, that push for the championship. So I, the team, we came together. It was probably the most fun team I've ever been on. Um, we all just got along. We clicked. It was fun to be at practice, fun to be at games. Um, I, mean, I think we spent every minute outside of practice as well together. So um, I think just the whole team winning, the team aspect was probably the best, most memorable part of everything. Now for you, like a lot of people, we, we always kind of find out when when did they kind of get the bug for wanting to be involved in sports. I think a lot of times I'm finding out the athletes, it was mom and dad stuck a ball or a bat or whatever it was in their hands when they were young. Was it similar for you and did you have multiple sports that you kind of played or did you kind of start to specialize in softball and realize that was your path early on? Um, I really specialized in softball. Um, I think I started, you know, eight years old with the whole travel league. Um, back then it was two teams <laughs> in the state of Illinois though. So, you know, when we said we got second in the state, we basically got last. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, I mean, when I first started though, I played for a 10U team. I was very small, very young, um, shouldn't have been out there, but um, all I wanted to do is wanted to pitch and I got thrown in one game and I got to pitch and I couldn't even throw a strike. My coach pulled me out um, and that was kind of the end of that season. Um, but I was a big fan of Michelle Smith, you know, watching she was um, the all-star when I was a kid and watching her on TV. Um, that's who I looked up to and um, she actually came to Illinois Wesleyan to do a camp one year. Okay. And so I got to go there and be a pitcher, you know, do this pitching camp that I never had pitched before in my life, you know. And uh, so after, during the camp, you know, balls are going everywhere. Chase, my dad's <laughs> chasing the balls around. He's getting mad as mad as can be. Uh, but the Wesleyan coach went up to him and said, you might want to find another position. For her, you know, and I told him, I said, I won't do it. I said, I want to pitch. I want to be like Michelle Smith. And so I stuck with it. I did lessons three, four times a week um, and just really put a lot of work into it. So. Now, the other part that, and not to demean you by any means, because mm -hmm. you're the, the accolades you put together speak for themselves, but when you, people that have ever met Amber, Amber's not the tallest person <laughs> in the world. And when you think pitchers, you're thinking a little bit bigger, stockier type person. I've read an article on you that was kind of maybe one of those things that kind of always maybe drove you a little bit more is that maybe coaches and, and teams underestimated you based on your size. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always been told I was short. Um, even when I was, you know, in the college process, I was told that you're never going to go D1 because you're too short. Um, I've used all of that to fuel my hard work and just getting better. Um, just so I can prove to people I love proving people wrong. Um, so I know a few colleges, you know, they just, they kind of passed me down, turned me down because I was short and then being able to play them in the future and beat them, um, is probably the ones that really stuck to me the most just to prove them wrong that, you know, it's not about the size that if you work hard enough and have the heart to play. Now for you, you were a pitcher. You, part of that is you had the ability to kind of move the ball around, but also became a strikeout pitcher. Did you feel like you maybe specialized in a different part of pitching a little bit more? Like you were the type of pitcher that could just overpower somebody or did you feel like you had to kind of get by with some of your accuracy? Um, probably more with the overpowering and just the movement of the ball. Um, I probably had the worst changeup in college softball. So, <laughs> so mixing up speeds was not my forte. Um, but I had one, probably one of the better rise balls that you see kind of around in this area. Um, and kudos to my pitching coach, Graham Arnold from, you know, he pitched for New Zealand men's national team. So I had, a great coach growing up. Um, so he definitely taught me how to move the ball. Um, at a very young age, I was able to throw my other pitches not besides a fastball. So I haven't thrown a fastball since middle school, and I think that's huge. Um, 
but being able to just move the ball so I definitely couldn't fool people with my change up or my off speeds at by any means um but throwing hard and making the ball move is my strengths okay and then we we always ask people kind of when you look back at those times is I'm sure you get together with with your former teammates mm-hmm. here occasionally is there a memory a trip a game that kind of stands out that that you kind of like that was encapsulated what I remember most about my time as an EIU softball player. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, There's always more than one. Right, I, and I always yeah, put people on the spot, but I, what's the one when you're getting together with some, some, some girlfriends or from, from the team that that's the story that comes up? Yeah. Um, I mean, probably just the Jacksonville State game where you actually clinched the conference um, is probably the biggest game that I remember. Um, but really, even outside the games, we probably talk more about the bus trips and the hotel trips and um, just the await, you know, some of the places we got to go to New Mexico, South Carolina, Florida, um, and being able to spend time with those girls. That's kind of what more we talk about and the more the fun part of it, and the more memorable part. Um, but as far as games, I mean, everyone has a different, you know, aspect of, you know, what I appreciate the most about it. But probably that Jacksonville State game where we clinched and, um Basically, it was, came down to that one game of us being conference champs. But. Now, for you, the other part that, that people may not know is you were here at Eastern, and unlike a lot of people, Amber's never left Eastern. <laughs> Amber works at, in the as an assistant director of alumni services on campus. What You're originally from Bloomington Normal, so from mm-hmm. Central Illinois. What was it about, other than, hey, they offered me a job, that made you want to kind of stay, that made Eastern a special place for you to not only play here, but then want to stay and work? Um, I think I mean, it's probably the community. Um, I know my senior year, I mean, I just remember looking up in the stands and we had people that I had never seen before at Eastern or not, and they weren't parents. Um, and then it being community members. It was softball teams coming to watch. It was neighbors of friends coming to watch. Um, so having that kind of small town feel, I, you know, I love knowing people. I love running into the people I know. Um, and then as soon as I graduated, I was able to coach a travel softball team around here. And that's kind of what's kept me around is just, I can do I can do that and still have a job and still um, live my life. So now I currently coach at Charleston High School. I coach a travel team and I help at the Charleston Middle School. Um, so it's nice to still be able to part of the game and be able to teach these young kids. I give lessons frequently, um, help other travel teams out. So it's nice to be able to do all that in the small town. Now, as busy as you are, and you, you have several other jobs, we, yeah. we talked that she works for the Alumni Association, but if you ever met Amber, you probably be able to try to get her in one of her nine or ten different <laughs> jobs that, that, that she does there. Now that you are now a Hall of Famer, and I don't know that this will completely seek in until we do the actual induction yeah. in a few weeks, have you had people now that you, you interact with from an alumni association that have kind of told you that, and then what's what's your reaction when you hear that, them dropping that terminology on you? Yeah. Um. It's still it's still new, so you know they say it, and I kind of just smile, and I'm very awkward when compliments like that. Um, but and it's genuine that they know about it, and they do take the time to congratulate me, and it's awesome that um, people around town know and recognize it. Um, so it's very humbling, but I think you know one of these it'll hit when I'm you know actually getting inducted and get to see the other people around and just be reminded of what it took to get there and who I'm standing next to. Now, one of the moments where I would have thought maybe it sunk in for you, and maybe it did, mm-hmm. is I'll bring this up, is EIU does alumni events every year. A lot of times, one at the Cardinals, one at the Cubs, some other place. You got to throw out the first pitch at a Cardinals game mm-hmm. this year. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're personally a Cardinals fan. I think you are, but yes. you may not be. <laughs> so what was that moment like? And then 
what the extra jitters that maybe went with that of making sure like you didn't want to airmail a pitch. <laughs> yeah, um, that was probably more nerve wracking than a softball game at Eastern. Um, you know, but a coach always told me, you know, it's it's good to be nervous, bad to be afraid. Um, and I was definitely nervous that day. You know, looking up into a Cardinals game and seeing all the fans out there and. And obviously, you know, all my friends before the game were giving me grief about throwing it underhand. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't let them down, so I did throw it underhand. Uh, but when I warned the catcher, he's like, are you going to get it to me? And I'm like, well, yeah, I said I will. I yeah. saw, you know. And, uh, you know, looking back, though, I wish I would have taken more time just taking it all in. I got, you know, nervous and got out there and made it happen too quick. Um, but that was that was awesome. That was humbling to be able to kind of hear the announcer talk about me. And um, kudos to Steve and hooking me up with that. So uh, definitely a great life experience that I'll, you know, never forget about. Now, we talked about some of the things that you're involved with. You mentioned that you coach several different softball teams mm -hmm. and different various things. I think you're still doing this, but I know at one point in time you were also an official <laughs> at, at high school in football. Yeah. And so you kind of are diversifying some of the things that you wanted to do. Do you prefer now that you've been an official and a coach? Is there one side that you think is <laughs> maybe a different avenue that you want to pursue? Um, I, I do like the official side of things, um, and I like being in football and being the minority of being a female. Um, I like being in charge, and I like, you know, proving to some of these coaches that you don't have to be able to grow up playing football to know things and learn things and be knowledgeable. Um, so it's been a huge challenge, and I think I've come a long way. Um, I've got a lot of coaches nowadays that during games, they'll, you know, they'll come congratulate me, and they know me from years past, and and that's just an awesome feeling, knowing that's one more milestone that I've gotten over. So just like softball, you know, you've got to work hard at, and I have worked hard at football, and um, so it's nice to be where I'm at, and hopefully here in the next few years, we'll take the next step to the college level. And I was going to ask you about that. You, you go through, in, in your lifetime, there probably were no really female officials, even at the college level. Now, mm -hmm. you've seen some, I think, maybe even the Super Bowl last yeah. year, there were, there were female officials. So there are there is a path there now for you to go. Is that that's kind of I think you just mentioned that that's yeah. maybe a, an aspiration there. If you would ask me about two years ago, probably not. <laughs> um, but honestly, some of the guys that I work with, uh, you know, Kenny Baker here on the EIU alum, Hall of Famer, um, he's watched me a few games, and every time he sees me, he's pushing me to get to the college level. So that's kind of reassuring that these other officials are seeing this and know my potential. Um, so that's kind of positive and you know I can do this I can keep working at this and make this happen so now for you you kind of and I'll try to ask you how do you balance it all that'll be the main thing <laughs> you talk about a full-time job here you're coaching you're, you're doing the officiating do you look back at some of the times where you were a student athlete and realize that there are lessons I had to take from how to balance that that now play out in your everyday life yeah, for sure, and I think that's probably why I'm like the way I am today, being busy. Um, you know, being a student athlete, you're going from practice to class to tutoring to study halls to weightlifting, um, and so it's nonstop. And so, you know, I've grown up with that for the last 10 years of my life, always having softball to do. Um, so I don't know what I would do with my free time, so that's why I fill it with other things, other activities, and a lot of them include sports, um, so I'm glad I'm able to still do that. All right. Well, I appreciate your time on joining us. Once again, congratulations yep. on your upcoming induction in the Hall of Fame. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you.